Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, a Friday, August 6th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. 69 days till the Philadelphia Flyers drop the puck against the Vancouver Canucks to kick off the 2021-22 season. Yes, I'm probably going to do that every episode until we get there, uh, just so you know. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk to Flyers defenseman, got his first goal last year, played a little wing last year, but he's a defenseman. Big Sam Moran is our guest on this episode. We'll still we'll talk to him in ju- so we'll talk to him in just a moment. But uh, we're gonna get to some questions after Sam that have come on social media as well on Twitter. And you know we're in this period of time right now where all the action of expansion draft, NHL draft, free agency, it's all in the rearview mirror. A lot of work has been done. A lot of players have moved, not only for the Flyers, but around the league. The, the division is fascinating what the Devils are doing. Uh, and, and you look at a team like the Islanders haven't done much, but are they going to do more? We shall see. You look at a team in this division now, we're back in the Metro, like Carolina. They've conceivably taken a big step back with what they were last year, lo- losing Dougie Hamilton, trading Alex Nedeljkovic, signing Tony D'Angelo. There's a lot of moving parts here. We're going to have to do a, a divisional breakdown at some point. We'll get to that here on Flyers Daily. And it's just going to be fascinating to see what teams are because going into last season, there was such little change for teams around the NHL because of the flat cap and pending expansion draft. And this year has been like two off seasons and then some wrapped into one. So there's so much change in resetting of rosters and direction and, and everything around the league and in the division and, of course, for the Flyers as well. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that all plays out, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm counting down the days to the Flyers kick off the season or drop the puck on the season coming up on October 15th against the Canucks. But let's get to our feature guest. He signed an extension, got his first goal last year against the Rangers. And maybe the coolest part about that goal wasn't the fact that he got it and it was a game winner, but it was the reaction of his teammates. And that tells you a lot, the way guys react to players and their, and guys that they go to war with, especially when they've been through all that Big Sam Moran has been through, is very telling. And he joins us right now on Flyers Daily. Sammy, how you doing? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, how was the birthday? It was good. I was back home, actually, when uh, for my birthday. I was there for a week, so it was uh, that was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, as as a family. player... You guys didn't, with protocols and everything, you didn't get to spend time with family. You didn't get to go back home. The border was closed. There were so many restrictions. Yeah. What's it been like to reconnect with family? I'm sure it's pretty cool. Oh, it was good. I think I was I didn't see my dad for 11 months, so that was uh, cool to see him. Obviously, with FaceTime and stuff like this, now it's easier to, to keep in touch. Still calling him every day, but that was good to see him in person and just uh, just see my, my family, my grandpa, my grandma, and, uh, and the cousin and all my friends back home. It was a good time. Yeah. Did, did you get to sit down with dad and grandpa and talk about March 27th and what happened when you scored your first NHL goal? March 27th, I didn't know the date. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, uh, I like, what I like about back home, uh, they don't really talk about hockey that much. You know, uh, it's uh, obviously they're, they're happy for me and they're proud, but uh, uh, it's more about like other conversation because if you talk about hockey all the time, you get a little overwhelmed and stuff. But uh, yeah, it, w- it was good uh, just to see my family and uh, see how they're doing. And uh, I think uh, life is getting a little bit back more to normal back home. Uh, still, still, still hard with COVID, but uh, it, it's, it was good to just see my, my, my family. Yeah. 
That's great. Um, how, how'd the deal come together? Because you went into this offseason um, with a lot of variables and, and some unknowns, and that's pretty that's tough at you know this time. How did the deal come together uh, for you to extend with the Flyers? Uh, I mean, I got a really good meeting with Chuck and Evie at the end of the year. Um, I mean, for me, this year was pretty positive. I played, uh, I played, tw- I, I think no one thought I was going to play 20 games as a defenseman. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, I think I, I played some good hockey. Uh, at some times, I showed some some positive stuff. Uh, obviously, I, I, I need to prove that I can be a, more of an NHL uh uh, 82 games NHL defender, but uh, I think like being uh, being finally have a like offseason training and stuff like this, uh, it really gonna help me. And uh, yeah, with and I know Chuck, uh, uh, it was all about changing a little bit the the locker room attitude and stuff like this. I think last year, it, no one, everyone knows it was a little bit uh, negative in the room. So I think I kind of provide that new like that fresh air and stuff like this, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy to be back. I think it's uh, for me it was a uh, when they, they show interest and my agent told me they didn't want to sign me. I was really really happy about it because you know I've been here for a long time. I know I didn't play a lot of games, but I've been around here a long long time. Kind of like you know like I think it's just who's left for my first camp is just Coots, G, Lots, and me. You know like that says a lot. You know I've been here a long time, and obviously. Uh, I don't say I'm a veteran. I didn't play enough games in this league to say I'm a veteran, but I, I know how direction works and what attitude they like. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to work hard and bring that. Uh, Sam, I think one of the big things with you, with you, and, and the reason why you, they extended you beyond the intangibles—I mean, size that, that you bring, uh, you know, the, the the physicality you bring, what what you bring to the ice is one thing, but what you bring off the ice, I think, is a big X factor for you and. Just the way you've handled yourself through these injuries, because you and I have talked about it. There's been some some peaks in your career, and there's been some pretty low lows that that were really tough for you. Uh, as you signed the deal, and knowing those lows that you went through, uh, that's got to feel pretty rewarding to go. Okay, this was a big step forward this past year for your career, and getting the extension now is another big step forward for you. Yeah, I mean, I went through a, a lot, right? Uh, I don't think a lot of Guys, even here, I don't think no one went through what, what I did. Like, I experienced in that degree, you know, how to deal with injuries and stay positive and, you know, try to come back. And uh, for sure, for sure, it's something uh, of the ice I bring. Like, I know, like, uh, like it's uh, a lot of people don't know, but when you're in and out the lineup and stuff, it's like it's it's those days and stuff. The attitude, like, guys are all, all a bit more selfish, right? You know what I mean? But, for me, it's always been the team first, and uh, when we're winning and we score goals, and it's it's that's I'm happy about it. And uh, obviously, my role this year, uh, I'm gonna fight for spots during training camp, and uh, that's that's how it's gonna be. And uh, and I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, and I'm ready to bring my my physicality and my role. Like, uh, I think I show some spark a bit last year. I need to be more consistent. But yeah, it's it's all it's all about like uh, getting better. You know. Yeah, the, the, you know, you look at certain situations, and I look at when you scored the goal. And, and it's great, you scoring your first NHL goal, and it was a big goal for you guys against the Rangers. But when I see the reaction of your teammates and the way that they were so happy, not for the goal, but for you, 
because they know what you went through. Injury and then re-injury when you first get back is yeah. the double whammy of, oh, my God, is this ever going to work out for me? And you just you overcame it, and you've, and you've done it with such hard work and grace and dignity. Um, what are you looking at this year? How's the summer of training been for you? I know that you're – I imagine you're working your butt off because that's what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do. I just finished working out here. Um, it's just different, you know, like I'm not, when I was younger, it was all about like putting weight in my shoulders and stuff like this, getting stronger. But right now with all my injuries, it's all about feeling good. You know, like I'm not being honest, I'm not where I used to be. Like I'm not, uh, I can lift like I used to, uh, I'm, uh, it's all about uh, maintaining my strength and uh, doing uh, some exercises that are, uh, they're really challenging, but they don't load my knee, my knee joints and stuff. So I've been so, I've been. I've been so smart with it now. Like I know what to do to feel good, and uh, I got a really good team here to uh, to help me out. So I mean, it's, it's been it's been good. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna start skating uh, this week actually. So uh, you're gonna go with the progression still, and it's been good. Yeah. Um, yeah, work smarter, not harder, right? Exactly, it's, yeah. It's different as, than when I was you younger. <laughs> yeah, when you're younger, you're just chucking weights and doing all that. You know, uh, the one thing, too, how much of a difference is it when you're not coming off injury and you're just training to play hockey, you're preparing for a season, you're not preparing a specific injured area to get strengthened and then trying to prepare for hockey as well? Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, I, I did it like two years ago, but I, I had a really good summer training. I came in camp and I got hurt right when the season starts, I turn myself second time. But for me right now, I'm such in a good spot mentally. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I know my role. I know what I need, I need to bring to the team. I'm not, I have no pressure. I, I got nothing to lose. I'm just happy to be here. Like, like a year ago, I thought that was my last year to play hockey. And now I'm just like, I'm back for another year. And, you know, I'm so happy. And especially with, with the Flyers, the, the, the team that the organizations that I love, that drafted me, that believed in me in the first place. So, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just really good. I'm in a good mental state right now. I'm just happy, really happy to be back. I'm working hard, and I'm gonna come during training camp and just have fun. Uh, you know, like, like you know, like I almost lost everything a couple of years ago, and now I'm back a little bit in the mix. Uh, it's just, it's just, just good for me. You know, like I'm, I'm not, not nervous or anything. When I was younger, I was like, I need to make that team. I need to perform. I'm the first rounder. I got pressure on my shoulders. Now it's, I, I don't really give a, a heff. You know, like you know. Yep. I just wanna. I just want to have fun, and I'm so lucky to be here again. So, yeah, I just, I'm just grateful. You, you don't take it for granted. Last thing for you, um, you know, the physicality that you bring, when you were in the lineup last year, you brought that, but the team overall last year lacked that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's an accountability to the opposition when guys like you that can really, you know, protect and be nasty and play the game with that edge. You watch the playoffs. I mean, you see – that Tampa, Florida series, how much that's a factor in this game today, uh, along with the addition of Rasmus Ristolainen and yourself, that's not going to be the case anymore, is it? Uh, I think I think what Chuck did was very good. We we changed our mentality. We changed our decor. Decor was not good enough last year. You know, like I lost some pretty good friends here, but we were not good enough. And it's just a fact. Like it just you see in papers. Like you can blame. I mean, it was a team team thing. You know, like the defense collapsed, but. Uh, we're the, we're the defense, we're the decor, and we need to play better. And I think what he did, it's changed the, that with some really good guys. And I, I think Risto, yeah, I didn't talk to him yet, but I'm sure he's a really good guy. And uh, he brings that for sure. Like, he's a big boy. He's really, uh, really physical. I think uh, last year in Buffalo, he hits uh, 
you get a really like good players uh, really hard a couple of times. I need to go talk. I need to go talk to him a little bit about stop doing that because <laughs> I'm gonna jump you. But uh, yeah, he's just. Uh, I think it's gonna help us, and I, I, I'm sure like it's not done. I don't know. I don't want to talk and talk to Chuck about it. But I'm sure they're gonna bring other guys, and I think uh, we for sure need to be more physical. And because you, you see those teams now, like like Tempo winning, like their decor, even their, their forwards, like their, that third line, like even they were not that big, but you see Goudreau and Coleman, they're annoying, they're always in your face, Cord. Like it, Cord is my buddy from back home, he's so small, but he, he plays so hard, it's so annoying, you know, like it's, it's just, we need to be involved in the forecheck and stuff like this too. So I'm sure, I'm sure they, they address that, but uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be ready to go this year. Yeah, that's a big element. Um, what do you, with conversations with a guy like Ryan Ellis, He's been in the league a long time, um, yeah. and I'm sure like you and him, him will have some conversations. And, and it's always good to get that kind of guidance from from a veteran player, right? Uh, but something we lack on our decor last year was a, a stable presence. You know, like as a we're no, no, we don't say we're young. We're all around 25 and 26. But like it's just like we need a guy that like Niski came to sell them. You know, like he's he's yeah. steady. Like he's just and that's why that's what Ellis is. And obviously take him some minutes from Provi. Uh, like less minutes for him would be good, and I, th- I think our decor looks good, and I- I'm sure like he's gonna have some guys there and there, and uh, I-, I mean, I'm just pretty pumped, you know. Like I'm happy uh, we changed the mentality here because last year was not good enough. Uh, it wasn't good enough, and I'm happy. I'm kind of part. Not, I won't say I'm part of the solution, but I'm, I'm only part of that. I think that group that brings a that brings some posit- positivity, and obviously I got, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to to prove that I'm one of the toughest guys in the league, and uh, yeah. Damn, Sam, I'm ready to go now. So, um, <laughs> But I know you got to get going. Um, congratulations on the new deal. Uh, best of luck with the, the training this summer, getting back on the ice, which is awesome. And uh, we're just you know, not that far away from a season getting ready to start. Thanks for taking the time today, and be well. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks to Sam Moran for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Congrats on the new contract. Um, and let's get right to our first Twitter question, because Quinn the Eskimo goes, it's actually not a question. He just said, just send Sam well wishes. He sounds like a great guy. He is. He, I mean, he's been dealt a really tough hand with the injury and re-injury. And it's been tough since he's been drafted and, and kind of get getting, you know, to be able to play hockey consistently while jumping, trying to jump to the NHL is very difficult. But, man, has he grinded and, and really worked his butt off. And uh, I'm happy that he gets the contract. And uh, we'll see what the future holds for Sam Moran going forward for the Flyers. But make no mistake about it, the way you conduct yourself as a human being around the facility, with your teammates, with the staff, the trainers, the doctors, everybody, um, that all goes into factors in to when you're considering re-signing a guy that's been through what Sam Moran's been through. And the Flyers have rewarded him, and I hope the best for him. Uh, Jake tweets in and says, Do you think Forster and Wisdom will play in the AHL or OHL this year? He said, I know last year they played with Phantoms because of COVID, but I was wondering if you had any info on that for this season. Love the pod. Yeah, there's there's a provision they're talking about where if you've played over 20 games in the AHL, that you can play in there in the AHL again this year, and you don't have to go back to junior. Because let's face it, for some players, going back to junior, it's not going to help their development. It's a, an agreement that the AHL, or excuse me, the NHL and CHL have had for years. It deserves to be revisited, but... I understand why the CHL does not want players to just get plucked up to be able to play in the American League because, look, they, it's a business, too. They want the best players playing in their league. But for some players, it just doesn't make sense to go back to junior. 
they go back there and they develop bad habits because they've gotten too good for Junior. So I'm hoping that Forster and Wisdom, who both had really eye kind of eye popping seasons last year as you know draft year kids playing in the AHL, uh, I hope they once again get that opportunity to do exactly that. Uh, Broad Street Bru- Buzz Broad Street Buzz tweets in and says, "When will Morgan Frost be in the lineup for the first time in the 21-22 season?" Awesome question. Awesome question. I think it'll be on opening night, October 15th. I think he's going to be your third line center. We don't know about Morgan Frost. You know, a lot of people say, I don't, I don't want, that's risky to have Morgan Frost as your third line center. And, and maybe it is. But what we don't know is what they do know. They know what Morgan Frost, and he didn't get to play a lot this year, played a game in a little bit with a free shoulder injury and then had surgery and didn't even really get to practice a lot. But we didn't get to see him from basically when the season got paused in 2020 and he was practicing with the team. He was part of the expanded roster. So we don't know where his game is. We really don't. Um, they have a better idea. Maybe don't know as much as we would like because, again, he had the injury and the surgery this year. But um, I think that he'll be on the roster and he'll be on in the lineup as your third-line center uh, October 15th, 69 days from now, against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you Got Sonked tweets in and says, which game are you looking forward to the most other than the first? Damn, you took my answer. That was my answer. It was going to be the first game because it means that the 82-game schedule is here. And it means that we've got hockey in what feels like perpetuity. You know, you're going to have nine, ten months of hockey. I love that having that in front of me. Uh, but if I'm going to take that Canuck game out of it, I mean— I mean, the first one really to circle on the calendar, I mean, they're going to go out in their first road game on the 27th and take on Edmonton. That's always fascinating because of McDavid. Um, But really, the the first one that I'm going to be real interested in is the first division game, and that's against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's on the road uh, in Pittsburgh on November 4th. I think this Metro is going to be so interesting. So they go on a two-game road trip, and they take on Pittsburgh and Washington November 4th and November 6th, a Thursday and a Saturday. That's a spot I got circled. Absolutely. And then they play Carolina about a week later down in Carolina. Their first home game in their division is not until November 26th. If you look at their schedule, the whole back end of the schedule is loaded with division opponents. A little light in the beginning. See a lot of these West Coast teams, Arizona, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle. Um, So eventually they'll get those games in in the Metro, but... I'm going to be fascinated to see what the Metro is. Good question, though, uh, to take the, the first game of the season out of the out of my uh, options there. Chadley, let's go Flyers, tweets in and says, can we assume that Provorov will not be the quarterback for PP1? I think that's a safe assumption. I really do. Uh, he's an offensive player. He can has offensive skills, but for some reason he just hasn't clicked in that role. And he, he seems to struggle with puck control at times. I've joked about it that maybe his stick's too big. Um, but when you have the likes of Keith Yandel, who is, is an elite power play quarterback, uh, Ryan Ellis, a, a, on your team now, I think you can safely assume that those two guys will be on PP1. Logan G tweets in, great question. Of the many new acquisitions, which one do you think will make the big, biggest immediate impact? He said, I think Atkinson is going to light it up early and often this year. Hmm. The, the most... The immediate impact of any player, 
I think it's of all the ones. So we're looking at, let's, let's just quantify this. Ryan Ellis. We're looking at Rasmus Verstelainen. We're looking at Keith Yandel. We're looking at Nate Thompson. And we're looking at Cam Atkinson. They're, those are kind of the candidates. You can take Nate Thompson out of the equation. And I'm going to take Rasmus Verstelainen out of the equation, although I think he will make an impact because of the toughness that he will bring to the team and the accountability on the ice. You know how much I value that. Uh, but I think, it, to me, when you look at last year and the failings of the 2021 season, it was top pair, top pair D. And it was team defense, but they got lit up by the opposition's top lines last season in a huge way. And that can't happen. Look, top lines in the NHL, they're going to get there sometimes, but not the degree to which they did against the Flyers last year. So to me, it's got to be Ryan Ellis. It's got to be. Solidify your top pair, Ellis and Provorov. Let them gain the chemistry and knowledge of what it's like to play with each other and, and play on instinct, knowing where each other are. So I'll say Ryan Ellis. I guess that's kind of a stock answer, but it's what I got. Uh, Glass Femur says chickpea pasta or regular pasta. You know, this seems absurd. It's regular pasta, first of all. But I love chickpeas, but I've never had chickpea pasta. It doesn't sound appealing to me. But I do love a chickpea, and I love hummus. So maybe I would like it. Grand Mommy Cheese tweets in and says, based on roster construction and adding in the RFAs for each team right now, where do you think the Flyers stack up in the Metro? Whew, man, what a great question. Did... <laughs> I think I'm going to table your question, Grand Mommy Cheese, and I'm going to do a whole episode on it with Bill Meltzer. And we're going to talk about that because that's a great question. we got to really look at each team. Look, I'm on the record as saying all the Flyers moves, they checked a lot of the boxes of the areas that they needed to check. Top hair, right shot, right D. Uh, a physical presence and improve your second pair. They did that with Rasmus Ristolainen. Uh, they get Keith Yandel, basically in a swap for Shane Goss to spare role-wise at $3.5 million less money. They also get Cam Atkinson, a shoot-first scorer. They also get Nate Thompson and, and others. And there's other guys that are going to be coming back as well. Is Morgan Frost a part of that? You know, Travis Konechny. There's so many questions here still. Obviously, Carter Hart. They get Martin Jones. But when I look at it, you know, this is all on paper. They're an improved team on paper. But this game is not played on paper. It is played on a 200 by 85 sheet of ice. Again, chasing a vulcanized piece of rubber around and trying to put it in a net. So, but we're going to do, I, we will do that. I'll get that exercise. Bill Meltzer and I will go through that entire question, that question in full detail with all the teams in the division. And we'll see if we can prognosticate it. We'll write it down and then we'll see if we're right. That's rare that we're going to be right, especially on that many elements, but we shall see. All right, let's get to a couple more. Uh, SE101 at on Twitter says, who would you, this is a good question. Who would you rather have back you up in a bar fight? Here's the options. Number one, Sam Moran. Number two, Rasmus Ristolainen. Or number three, a tag team of Cam Atkinson and Travis Konechny. Oof, that's tough. I'd go Moran. He's just so, like Ristolainen's a big boy, big, huge guy. But Sam's at a different level of large, and he's, like, so long and the reach. So I'll, I'll take Sam Moran uh, to back me up in a bar fight. I can just, like, run through his legs to escape. All right, one last one. T-Bone tweets in and says, If you could travel back in time, how hard would you punch Matthew Barnaby? 
I don't know that I would punch Matthew Barnaby. I, I didn't look, he was a pain in the rear end and he was a yapper and he was a guy, he was a villain. I, I don't mind villains in sports. Villains are good because they create storyline. When a guy like Matt Barnaby came to town, you knew it and everybody got up for it. And you know what he did out there? He never didn't answer the bell. He was a tough guy for an undersized guy, and he took on the heavyweights in a heavy in a time when there were some pretty bruising heavyweights. Um, I had him on my other podcast, on my Stick to Hockey podcast. He's a real good guy. And fun fact here about Matthew Barnaby: back in 2010, when the Flyers were in the Stanley Cup final against the Blackhawks in Chicago, um, all the games in Chicago, so games one, two, and five. Um, when we were at the United Center, my press box seat in Chicago, only on the road, was next to Matthew Barnaby. So I watched games one, two, and five sitting next to Barnaby. And he was working for ESPN at the time. And I was obviously doing the games on, on the other radio station. And that's when I got to know Matthew Barnaby. He's a great guy. And if he would have played here in Philadelphia, he'd have been a legend here. We all know that. Like, he's one of those guys you absolutely hate. But if he played for the Flyers, we would have loved what he brought to the table. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode. Thanks to Sam Moran for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. Leave us a rating and review, and we'll give you another brand new episode coming up on Monday. We're going to start to look uh, at the Flyers from a national perspective, you know, kind of from an outsider's view in. We're going to talk to a bunch of uh, national writers. We're going to talk to Emily Kaplan from ESPN. Uh, We're going to talk to, I believe, Elliot Friedman. We're going to talk to Frank Saravalli. we got a bunch of guys lined up, and gals, uh, in Emily's case. And we're going to talk Flyers to get their outsider's view of what took place this offseason and now where the team goes from here. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday's Flyers Daily.